This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there, thank you for joining me for episode seven of Too Busy to Podcast. As promised last week, today we're going to get into the tech. Now, I know this is an area that really overwhelms people when they start out. And so I wanted to dedicate an entire episode specifically to this topic early on in the show. So let's get right into it. What equipment do you need to start a podcast? Podcast recording can be as simple or as complicated as you make it. You can record directly into your phone, into a computer, or use specialist software. There are pros and cons for each, but for beginners, there's no need to make it all fancy. There's no need to make things expensive. Keep it simple. Start with what you have and what your budget will allow you. So number one is a laptop. A laptop, as you can imagine, is very, very important. It will be used to organize all the different aspects of your podcast, not just recording, whether it be the social media, the hosting, obviously you're uploading on your website. Everything to do with your podcast will be done on a laptop. So if you don't have one, now is the time to purchase one. You don't, again, don't need a MacBook, nothing fancy like that. HP, Lenovo, whatever it is, you just need a laptop to do the different aspects of your podcast. Number two is a microphone. Now, I think a microphone is one of the top two things that are of utter importance to a podcaster. Whether you're a podcast host or a podcast guest, a microphone is super, super important. Now, there's two types of microphones. There's a USB one, which plugs directly into your computer. So you literally, as you can see, well, actually, you can't see, but I have a Blue Yeti and it's USB. I just plug it into my laptop and I'm good to go. It literally is that simple. There's no setting up. There's nothing like that. I plug my headphones into the Yeti. That's it. I'm done. I'm good to go. So this is really, really good for beginners. You know, I'm a beginner podcaster, so I will classify myself as a beginner, which is why I got it. Um, And especially if you are doing solos. Again, primarily most of my episodes will be solos. And then you have the XLR, which usually plugs into a mixer or an interface, neither of which I have used personally myself, because they tend to be more for, you know, more advanced podcasters or audio engineers. So whilst I wouldn't downplay my own skills as an audio editor, I am not, you know, up there with like 20 years experience of 
audio engineering and mastering all this fancy stuff that some other people do. Microphones can be dynamic or condenser. Dynamic picks up sound from the front mostly and the sides, which is perfect because even though you need to speak closely, you don't need to speak that close. Usually the guidance is about a fist away from your microphone. So if you were to put a fist between your microphone and your mouth, that is enough space. You just need to speak normally. You do not need to shout because the microphones are pretty good and it will definitely pick it up. Don't worry about, you know, not doing it right. The more episodes you do, the more you'll pick it up and the more you'll just get into a flow. So don't worry about, you know, being perfect the first time around. A dynamic mic connects to a power source. So you might want to keep this in mind as it can affect where you record. So you can't see me, but at the moment I'm in my bedroom. I do have a couple power sockets, but you know, if I had a dynamic mic, where I choose to record would definitely be impacted. So something for you to keep in mind because you'll need to be close to an electrical socket. An example of a dynamic mic is the ATR2100. And not to worry, I will link these in the show notes so that you can have a look to see, you know, the specs of it, the investment, that kind of stuff. So don't worry about it too much. Condenser mics are more sensitive. They pick up more background sound, whether that be the kids screaming downstairs or the dog crying to go out or the fire engine that's roaring past your apartment or your house. Those are sounds that you don't really want to include in your show. And those are the sounds, if the microphone picks them up as you are speaking, it's very, very difficult to get rid of sounds that are behind your voice. So that's something to bear in mind. Examples of a condenser mic are the Blue Yeti, like I mentioned, the ATR2020, so a different version, or the Rode NT-USB. Most mics come with a stand, which is great because, you know, it's not like you're singing on X Factor. (laughs) You don't want to be standing there holding your mic. So the Blue Yeti comes with its own mic, which is fantastic. It could be a bit taller, but, you know, I could just put things underneath it if I wanted to give it a bit of height. It's also great that you're not holding it because that will just contribute to any noise because as we talked about, some of them can be very sensitive to noise. So it's best to, you know, put it on a desk, even at the desk, try not to move your hands around too much because you might accidentally bang the table. Those are kind of things you want to consider. There's something called a windshield, which is a a round foamy thing. (laughs) Again, I will link it in the show notes so you can have a look. But it goes over the top of your microphone. And it's really great because it helps reduce those harsh sounds that we've spoken about in previous episode. You know, your P's and your B's, the microphone picks those up, those sharp sounds. So the windshield helps to reduce those. And it also helps your microphone's longevity. Because as you can imagine, even though we're a fist away, as we're speaking naturally, saliva tends to leave our mouth 
and could end up in the microphone. So by having the windshield, it helps protect your microphone and allows your microphone to live for a longer time. Apologies, guys, for that visual, but that's just a really important feature of the windshield that I wanted to share with you. Number three, headphones. Headphones, super, 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 duper, duper important. Again, probably up there with microphones, probably, yeah, no, I'll say it. For me, the most important thing, because if you as the host aren't wearing headphones or your guests aren't wearing headphones, something really weird happens with the audio. One voice bleeds into the other voice. And trust me, trust me, it is a total nightmare to edit. So one thing I do ask my clients to always use when they're interviewing are headphones. And if I guest on other people's podcasts, I will make sure that I always have my headphones handy. It just really helps to reduce the feedback that you get from the other person. Now, I'm not saying go out there and buy anything fancy. In fact, I specifically don't have any recommendations for you because I don't want you to go out there and buy a hundred and you know a hundred and fifty pound pair of headphones. That's not necessary. If you already have headphones at home, great. You could even get started with your headphones that came with your phone. That's fantastic as well. If you really do want to make a purchase, you just need to purchase some noise cancelling headphones. That's it. Just have a look on Amazon. You'll know what your budget is. Find something to suit your budget, but noise cancelling headphones are what you need. You might also want to consider headphones when you're editing. I do use two separate headphones. So I've got headphones for editing and then I've got it. Well, at the moment I'm using my phone, the earphones that came with my iPhone. I've got them plugged into the Yeti. So, you know, I do, I do switch it up. Number four, recording platforms. So this is where, this is the software that I mentioned at the start of the episode where you can record your podcast. Now, Zoom has really, everyone knows about Zoom. Since, you know, the pandemic in 2020, everyone's been on Zoom. It's really fantastic for meetings with one person, 10 people, 20 people, absolutely fantastic. But was it made for podcasting? I would say no. There are a number of paid and free recording platforms that you can use. So for solo episodes, I personally use Audacity. I'm using Audacity now. So not only do I record in Audacity, I can also edit in Audacity, which for me, I love to have as many things in one place as possible. So for me, that is absolutely a dream. If you're a Mac user, you can use a platform, a software called GarageBand, similar to Audacity, but it's only for Mac users. So that is an option. I believe that is also free. For remote interviews, there are a number of platforms such as Squadcast, Zencaster, and my favorite one, Riverside.fm. They were created specifically with podcasting in mind. The thing with Zoom is, in my experience as a podcast editor, 
is that obviously it relies quite heavily on the internet. So if anyone's, if your internet or your guest internet is at all bad, so if it cuts out at any point, of course the recording is going to pick that up. And it is very, I wouldn't even say it's difficult because I haven't quite figured out how to fix it. So you might get to a point where part of your audio is ruined because the internet has dropped out and the person's voice is very this That's how it sounds, very So that's the only thing for Zoom. If you do choose to use Zoom, totally understand, no judgment. Please do reach out to me. There are some settings that I recommend that you use to optimize your audio as much as possible. But the Zoom quality is not going to be comparable to a proper podcasting recording platform. So bear that in mind. Squadcast, Riverside.fm are both paid, quite reasonable, around the $15, $20 a month mark. So not, not too expensive. Zencaster is usually paid as well. However, they have been running a free plan throughout the pandemic, which is fantastic. So if you're thinking about launching a podcast in the next few weeks, it might be that you just, you know, batch record all your episodes on Zencaster. And that would be one less thing to pay for as you are starting out. What I love about these platforms is similar to Zoom, it's just a link. So for Riverside.fm, you create a studio. I would normally call the studio the guest name. You can do audio or you can do audio and video. And you literally, by creating that studio, a link is generated. You can either invite them to the studio and they receive an email, or you can copy the link to include with your welcome guest pack. I do the latter because I send a separate email for my clients. And, you know, for my future guests, I will include the link in their welcome, you know, welcome to the podcast pack. So it's not complicated. It is as simple as Zoom, but the audio will be up to scratch. And remember, the two things that your listeners will be looking for is great content and great audio. So if there's one place where you need to put a little bit of money, I will definitely say that should go into your recording platform. So now we move on to number five, which is hosting platforms. Quite important because, you know, you need somewhere to host your podcast. Your hosting platform can be equated to, if you have a website, for example, as I do, I have DreamHost who hosts my WordPress website. So DreamHost will be the equivalent of Libsyn or Buzzsprout or Podbean or any of the 2025 hosting platforms that there there are at the moment. Because of the sheer amount of storage required to host your podcast, it's not recommended that you do it on your website. You should use a dedicated hosting platform. And the next episode, so next week's episode, I'm going to, we're going to dig deep into the different hosting platforms, because as I said, there's so many. My top two are Libsyn and Buzzsprout, but there's so many on the market. 
all have similar features. Some have features that make them stand out more. So depending on where you want to take your podcast, one might be more or a couple might be more interesting than others. But that's a whole episode, 15, 20 minutes within itself. So I'm going to dig into that topic next week. So be sure to have a listen. So hosting platforms, store your episodes, your artwork, your show notes, transcriptions, and distribute to all the various directories such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., etc., by using your RSS feed. And we'll be talking more about RSS feeds in a future episode. Libsyn and Buzzsprout are my top two. Libsyn have been around for absolute ages. I will consider them to be number one based on that. However, they don't have some features that some of the other newer ones have. So it's just a case of thinking about your goals for your podcast. Where do you want it to be in 12, 18 months time? And it might be worth choosing a platform, not just that suits the here and now, but suits that 12 to 18 month window frame as well. Because it saves you having to switch hosts in the future, which is supposed to be a very simple process. I absolutely love Buzzsprout as well. I've used it with a couple clients and I was very, very impressed. One thing about Buzzsprout that I love was that you could upload your transcription. So if you transcribe your podcast, you can upload the transcription directly into Buzzsprout. They also offer monetization options. So if that's something you want to do in the future, that's something that you would like to look into. As with anything in your business, I would urge you to choose a platform based on the goals of your podcast and not just the here and now. Of course, it will depend on your budget because both platforms I mentioned have pricing plans starting around $10, $15. Some platforms you pay based on the number of hours. So if you're doing, you know, short, snappy episodes, you might only need an hour a month, which, you know, is very cost effective. And then there's some like Libsyn who base their plans on storage. So again, that's, that could be a bit more difficult to work out. For Libsyn, I always recommend the $15 package. That has been more than enough for my clients who do about an hour on a weekly basis. That has been more than enough. They've never run out. That leads us to number six, editing software, also known as a DAW. This is where you will edit your episodes. There are some free options that I've already mentioned, like Audacity and GarageBand, which allow you to record and edit, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And then there's some paid options such as Adobe Audition, Hindenburg, and Logic Pro. This is where you'll polish up your audio and turn it into the final version for your audience to hear. So it might be that you want to do some noise reduction, normalization. This is where you can remove your ums, your ahs, any filler words, Whatever your preference is, this is the platform where you will edit your episodes. You could add your intro, outro, your music, even an advertisement if applicable. Editing is the most time-consuming piece of having a podcast. I would say 90% of my clients outsource the editing to me. I offer a wide range of services. 
I would say my top two are editing and upload and show notes. I would say they're the top two, along with transcription, time-consuming tasks when it comes to having a podcast. So don't feel like you have to do it if it's really not your zone of genius or you don't have the time. Outsource it to someone who enjoys doing it. I would prefer you to do that so that you focus on the things that bring you joy. Some other accessories that you might want to think about. There's something called a pop Until filter. next week, keep this calm and podcast. See you I then. Mentioned. Except that it attaches to the microphone. Again, I will include a link to the show notes. And it's a round, meshy type plastic, metally. I'm just looking at my own at the moment. And it attaches to my Yeti stand. And it's sort of like a barrier between the microphone and my face. And it does more or less the same thing as the windshield, whereas the windshield just goes over the top of the microphone. There's nothing, there's no barrier between us, but it does the same thing in terms of reducing those harsh P's and B's and also protects the microphone and increases its life span. They're not super expensive. You can pick one up for, I think mine was £7.99, £7.99 off Amazon. So, you know, they're not at all expensive. Very, very reasonable. Again, not a must have, but something that you might want to consider in terms of helping your microphone to last longer. Another accessory, again, not a must have, but you know, it's my duty to tell you all the equipment that you might need is a boom arm. Now a boom arm is a very long thing (laughs) that is attached to your desk. So you attach it to your desk and then you can screw the microphone into the other end and it allows you to put the microphone up high. So rather than the the microphone being on your desk, you can stand up and it will be hanging above you with the microphone just, you know, as we said, a fist away from your mouth. I think that works great. I did buy one. Didn't really think about whether or not it'll fit my desk and of course it doesn't so I'm looking for another option but I would love to be able to stand up and do my recordings because I am very much someone who speaks with her hands and I dread the day when I eventually will knock over my microphone so a boom arm would be a fantastic addition if you are like me and some boom arms will come with the pop filter and a shock mount shock mount is as it says, it reduces any vibrations, I guess, to the microphone. So if you happen to knock the table whilst recording and using the boom arm, the shock mount should help to minimize that vibration, that sound traveling into the microphone. Additionally, I would recommend a management tool. The key to managing your podcast is organization. And it does wonders for me, not just on a client level, but with my own podcast, I use Trello. Trello, I'm quite visual, so Trello is perfect for me. I do love lists, but what I love about Trello is just, especially with my clients, just being able to move the different cards around, especially when it comes to when they've recorded their episodes and they might want to know where I am in in terms of the process. I could move a card from recorded to edited, to scheduled, and they'll just know at a glance where I am in my process. I keep everything relating to my podcast in my Trello board. 
So everything from the music, the name, the show description, I've got all my show links in there, my cover art. Every time I have an idea for an episode, I've got the app. I love that it has an app. So I just open up the app on my phone, quickly create a new card, jot down the idea. Like if I saw a link that inspires me, I'm able to copy and paste the link or add an attachment, save, done in a few minutes for me to go back to in the future when I'm ready to start researching and working on that episode. So it's absolutely fantastic. It might be that you're already using other tools such as Asana or ClickUp. ClickUp is great. I haven't used it personally, but I've heard nothing but good things. And it's great, I've heard, if you work with Teams. So if you're already working with a virtual assistant who you plan to help you with your some of your podcast tasks, it might be that you use one of these tools to help manage that because it's absolutely perfect in making sure that you know everyone in your team is on the same page. I even include my show note templates, my guest templates, whether it's the invitation to be on the podcast template, the day of release. So the graphic, when I'm pitching to someone, all of my templates are in my Trello board. So no longer do I need to scramble about in Google Drive or in my emails or in a Word document trying to work out where my templates are. Trello's free. I've been using it for free for most of the time, for probably the last eight months or so. I've not felt the need to upgrade as yet. However, I think that I do because you have more advanced features like automations. You do get to use 10 boards for free. So that's more than enough for you to try it out and see if it's, if it's the best fit for you and your podcast and even maybe your business. I will swear to it. I know not everything that I mentioned is a must have, but if there's one thing that you take away from this, a project management tool will keep you so organized and will remove the overwhelm. And that is what this podcast is about, removing overwhelm and keeping things simple. So do consider signing up to Trello or Asana or ClickUp. So to recap, must-have equipment, laptop, microphone, headphones, and a hosting platform. Because if you haven't got a hosting platform, it's not recommended that you put it on your website because it will probably slow your website down. Those are the four must-haves starting out. A universal USB mic is best for beginners. I will always recommend the Blue Yeti is my favorite one. But as I said, I will include in the show notes some of the others that I mentioned. So have a look, do some research and choose one that suits you best. I'd recommend using a door to record rather than using your phone. You know, I see it all the time. People are, oh, there's some big podcasters that still record into their phone. And yeah, that's 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 good. But part of me does wonder if their name, if they're a big podcaster, does their name allow them to get away with that? I've never recorded on my phone. I just feel as though, you know, audacity... It's really, really simple. I just open it up, plug in my microphone, and I am good to go. Audio is so important. So if you don't get it right, your podcast isn't going to get off to a very good start. As I mentioned before, and you'll keep hearing me say this throughout this podcast, quality and content is what good quality and good content is what your listeners will be looking for. Other stuff that I mentioned as a reminder, pop filter, windshield, 
boom arm. Have a look. Decide only new, you know your budget. So decide what it is that you need now and what you could pick up three, six, nine months down the line. Again, podcasting can be as cheap or as expensive as you make it. Not everyone edits their podcast. So don't feel pressured to do so. If you're all about the natural conversation, all the noises and the sounds that we make as part of our day-to-day discussions, then by all means, you will need obviously to add your intro, outro music, but that's easy peasy. And some of the hosting platforms will allow you to do that. For example, there is a software called, I can never pronounce it, Alutu. So it's A-L-I-T-U. Again, I'll include this in the show notes. I worked with this platform with a client once a few months ago. And whilst you can't do the same amount of editing or the same level of editing as you would in Audacity, I was quite impressed. So my client recorded it. I logged into her account. I did very basic editing in terms of removing some words. And then I was able to upload it to Buzzsprout directly. So that might be a platform that you look into if you're not someone who's going to be editing a lot and love all-in-ones like myself. So that's it for the show today. Next week, as I mentioned, we will be going deep into hosting platforms. I'm going to go through some of the features that you might want to look out for. I'm definitely going to be talking to you about pricing. I can't talk about all 20, 25 of them, but I'm definitely going to pick top eight, top 10 that I use myself or I have heard great things about in my network. So I look forward to speaking to you next week. And until then, have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. 